Lauren, today is the day. Uh, what, what do you mean by that, Judd? Oh, man. I mean, I get excited for every show, but this particular one is going to speak, uh, speak to my heart. I've been a fan of whiskey, scotch whiskey, that is, for, for some time. I can't say I know much about it. I know very basic uh, little facts and figures here and there, but today's the day I get an education. Okay. Our guest is going to be this man who just walked in. He's sitting right next to me at the moment. Sir James Forbes, one of the world-renowned whiskey experts, and we will be talking about whiskey. We'll be talking about his app that he developed. Well, it's called Dramaphone, and uh, why don't you tell us... uh, 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 very brief. We're going to get into it during the show, but you can at least tell folks where they can find it while they're uh, listening to the show. Oh, hi. Well, the, the Dramaphone app, it's the easiest way to find it is to go to my website, which is bearshead.com, like the head of the animal. And it's, uh, it's the complete guide to single malt scotch whiskey. Phenomenal. I'm downloading it. As soon as this show's over, I'm in. Uh, in the meantime, Lauren, what do you think? We invite you to join Judd at his family's winery at the south end of Silverado Trail. Judd's Hill Winery, located at 2332 Silverado Trail, here in Napa Valley, California, USA. Visiting information is available at juddshill.com or by calling 707-255-2332. Thanks very much. And uh, you can, uh, while you're online at juddshill.com, you can have a look around at our, our quirky videos, our events. We always have fun things going on. And you could put a little uh, put a little wine in your shopping cart. And what do you say we give them a deal, Lauren? Just for being an avid listener to our show, type in coupon code JNVS, all in lowercase letters, please, no capitals, and you'll get 15% off your entire wine order. And if that's not enough, you can join the Judd's Hill Wine Club anytime, day or night, whether at 4 o'clock in the afternoon or, heck, even at 1 o'clock in the morning. That's right. <laughs> it, it, it's 24-7, as Lauren likes to say. We look forward to having you at the winery soon. In the meantime, let's have a show. And I ah, I just still, I'm, I'm overcome with excitement. I'm excited to have you here. You are a, uh, I'm now talking back to uh, our guest here, not only a, a patron of the Highland Games here, the Lonoch Games, but a proud resident of Napa Valley. So we'll hear a little bit about that experience too. What do you think? Sounds good. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. What 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 is the traditional toast? Slanjava. Slanjava. And now here he is, Napa Valley's ambassador of good times and fine wines, John Vingelstein. Get ready for another hippo. Of fascinating things to know From witty and intriguing people On Judd's Napa Valley Show No sales script and no rehearsing Live from a Napa studio You may be that intriguing person On Judd's Napa Valley Show Pardon me I'll have a Chardonnay, a marvelous date, it's hard to say. I know we never talk about the Sauvignon Blanc. It's a must-have on the podcast. It's Judd's Napa Valley Show. You can't ease this flow if I elaborate over a Cabernet. My buddy's the truth. You should study my man Juddy and learn something new. And now, live from the 1440 KVON studios at Broadcast Park in the beautiful Napa Valley, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. I'm Lauren Mull, and here's your host, Chad Finkelstein! Hey, good morning, Lauren Mull. How are you, sir? Good to see you. It's been a while. We had a little week off, and uh, you're looking sharp, you're looking rested, you're looking vibrant, you're looking dashing as always. What's what's going on? Uh, well, uh... I had a nice Easter, first of all. Good. Uh, the family came down here from out of town, from Lake Almanor and, uh, yeah. and San Pablo. Fantastic. Thanks. And I'd like to mention, John, that yes. uh, tonight, me and my friends from the Napa Valley Voices uh, group will be performing uh, at 6.15 at uh, where we normally rehearse, at the Springs. Okay. And is this something, are you mentioning this so that the Napa Valley community can join you? Is there a cost to attend? Or you're giving me a look. Uh-huh. The public is not invited. Sadly, <laughs> okay. the, sadly, the public is not invited. <laughs> I see, but you're just putting it out there to show that you're continuing on your path of vocal uh, greatness. Yes. I see. Well, that's nice. What type of program will you be presenting? Uh, we'll, we'll be just doing uh, 
random songs for which which we call a spring uh, run of show, a spring program. Okay, sounds fun. Uh, any hints to the playlist? I mean, since I can't be there in person, um, I'm not asking you to sing right now, oh, but no. what, what are some of the selections that uh, folks will be enjoying? Oh, well, we do uh, I Hope You Dance by uh, Leah Womack. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's see, we'll be... Uh, gosh, gosh, Jake, okay, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, 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 take your time. Uh, we'll be doing uh, our first ever bilingual song, uh, La Musica. Ah. And... Uh, I'll be actually doing a solo tonight, Judd, for the first really? time ever. Well, I'll be I'll be doing a little Randy Newman. You got a friend in me. No kidding. I am such a Toy Story fan. It's such a great film, and that really is a wonderful song. I will not put you on the spot and ask for a bit of that solo right now, but uh, maybe you can work something up in the future. Maybe you know, so you're ready for it. That'd be fun. It would be La Musica. You know, that is Spanish for the music. That's right. Very right. good. I knew you knew that. I just got back myself from Mexico. That's where I, I was. I took a little trip down to Mexico City. I'd never been there. I had a wonderful, wonderful experience. And uh, part of the fun for me was being able to speak in Spanish. Not that I'm fluent, but I do enjoy uh, speaking Spanish. Y necesito practicar más, pero uh, it was really fun to be there and to get to practice my Spanish and meet people, interact. Everyone was just Lovely, delightful, friendly, food was fabulous, took in some uh, cultural events, saw some historic sites, walked around. It was just, it, it was great. Oh, good. Yeah. Glad to hear that. Well, it's nice to have you back live, Judd. Oh, thank you. This hand is being offered, and I'm kind of stuck in this corner, so thanks for taking the left hand there. Any other events coming up? Are you, do you have any uh, like major league sports appearances well, coming up? You know, funny you should bring that up, Judd, because... Yeah. Uh, me and the the rest of the gang from the the Everybody's a Star Foundation that I'm with, uh, we're honored to perform the Star Spangled Banner again, but this time yeah. for your three-time world champion San Francisco Giants wow. uh, on July 5th. July 5th. Yes. Fantastic. Okay, so a lot of folks might be in town. They've, uh, they're uh, taking that weekend to travel, so maybe some out-of-towners coming in. Do you know who they're playing that night? Uh, that I don't know, but uh, I, I can let you know. Yeah, please do. Please do. And tickets, I'm sure, available via the Giants and also, I'm sure, through everybodystar.org. And once again, Everybody's Star is a star? Everybody is a Star is a nonprofit organization based in Sonoma that helps special needs individuals like myself uh, showcase our talents in professionally made broadcast quality music videos. Fantastic. Speaking of videos... I'm about to post one today okay. on the uh, Judd's Hill Facebook page. All right. So anybody listening, uh, give me a couple hours after this show ends, and then I'm very proud of this short film. It's my own little uh, musings on the, um, well, what we do, what, what folks do, the, the expense that is paid out um, in money, in time, in effort to achieve the ultimately futile goal of vanity it sounds pretty dark, but actually it's kind of a funny, quirky video. It's like two minutes long. People get a kick out of it. That'll be on the Judd's Hill Facebook page. Have a look at that. And then while you're online, have a look at our website, Judd'sHill.com, where we have posted all of our fun events, visiting information. We'd love to see our Napa neighbors as well as folks visiting the valley. We're open daily by appointment at the south end of Silverado Trail. Come have some nice wine with us. Uh, and enjoy one of the top-rated, in fact, the number one specific thing to do via TripAdvisor ah. is uh, visit Judd's Hill for the customer experience we give. All right. We've got so much to talk about. This is one of the most multifaceted guests uh, we've had. Okay. So we're going to take this step by step. I hope we can uh, cram it all into the few minutes that we have. If not, he's coming back. So let's do this, shall we? Sure, Judd. All right. A first is about to occur, unless we're knocked off by a foul saboteur. This man is James Forbes, and we're inching towards the debut of a guest we must call Sir. Sir James <laughs> Forbes. Welcome. Well, thank you very much. It's great to have you here. Now, this is... Just before we go any yeah. further, though. Yeah. Um, in America, you went to enormous lengths 242 years ago to... To get rid of this kind of stuff, so you don't have to call me sir. <laughs> but I want to. I love titles. I, you know, I have people I grew up with. You know, friends since we were little kids. They get a medical degree. Anytime I see them, it's not, you know, hey buddy, it's 
doctor, how are you? You know, that's it. Okay, so fair enough. How and about I, that? Can we? Can I? Can I ask you about that though? Since this is, as you mentioned, we've kind of we don't call people that in this country as far as our own uh, citizens. I don't think are there American sirs and whatnot. Uh, but no, I don't. I don't know much about how does one become a sir. How did you? Let's well, talk about is, you. Mine is hereditary. Okay, hereditary. How did that? Uh, so my great 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 grandfather mm-hmm. was created as a baronet. Okay. And I am now the eighth baronet. Wow. So that that's sort of how. So <laughs> I didn't really do anything much to deserve it. <laughs> okay. 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 That may be true. I don't know, but uh, you've done a lot of other things that are worthy of you being here today. So Okay. Let's <laughs> let's talk about that. James Forbes, first and foremost, you are a resident of Napa Valley. Mm-hmm. Despite um you know, being a sir and having this grand past in uh, the old country, which in your case, Scotland. That's right. Yeah. Um, you have decided to make your life here in Napa Valley. And let's, let's, let's talk a bit about that. Well, you're here today. We're going we're gonna to jump forward, then we're going to backing up. Stick with me. I, I bounce around, but if you stick with me, it's all going to be okay. okay. <laughs> you're here today because you are a world-renowned Scotch whiskey expert, and I want to talk about that. You've got a fun event coming up, but you also have a an app that you have designed that um, familiarizes people with whiskey. You have, a, you have a production company with your Napa Valley DVD and film that you've made. You, there's a lot to talk about happening here in Napa Valley, but let's go back in time. We're going to get there. As I say, I bounce around, but I want to let folks know why you're here. But now let's jump back and talk about you first came here in 1977 that's right. Okay. Yeah. As part of the uh, team, were you part of the opening team for Domain Shandon? I know that that was the reason you got over here, was was through them, correct? It was through them, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was a summer job while I was at university. Okay. So it was my first summer vacation, and oh. I, I got here. I, I was able to wangle a job, <laughs> and uh, was working for the summer, uh-huh. and then... Uh, when I left, I hitchhiked back to New York, through taking a month to sort of travel all over the country. Wow! And uh, but basically, I fell in love with the place. And the the uh, I uh, in arriving, I took a Greyhound bus from Manhattan to Yonville. Wait a minute! No, you could do that back then. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it wasn't a good idea then, and I'm sure it's an even worse idea now. That's but. very Jack Kerouac of you. Did you meet some interesting characters and have some uh, stories to tell from that experience? <laughs> well, the main story is don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> However. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um, the first person I met when I got off the bus is the woman who's now my wife. Oh, my goodness. Aww. So there was a silver lining to that trip. <laughs> Um, and then working at Chandon for the summer was wonderful. You know? So I'm one of the original Domaniacs. Right, right. I've, I've met your wife. Lovely. But she used to be someone who liked to hang out at the bus station in <laughs> Yonville. <laughs> no, I'm no, sure no. that I'm not quite literally. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow, wow. And what, what, what got you on that uh, path to a summer job in Napa Valley? What had you been doing? Well, I, I had worked uh, for Merton Chandon in France, mm. in Epernay. And I was very lucky in that I showed Michaela Rodino around, and she was the public relations yeah, director sure. at Domaine Chandon. Uh, so when I wrote to an uncle who worked for Moet in London, saying, any chance of a job in California? Mm-hmm. He said, absolutely none. Oh. There's no harm in asking. And then a week later called, called me up and said, you're the luckiest guy around. She really? remembers your visit. She'd love to have you. So wow. thanks to Michaela, right? And you got here, you got your first taste in Napa Valley, and something yeah. must have stuck. Uh, well, you didn't hang out permanently at that point, but you had met a lady. Yeah. Um, yes, exactly. But, I mean, also, I did have to go back and finish my studies. Right. And, and uh, so, anyway, it was a long, convoluted route, but And in the meantime, we bet- well, and, but here we are, but in, between 1977 and 1993, when you came to live permanently, what was going on with you? You, you did some... Uh, you were a TV producer, you studied wine, I mean, you were very creative. Well, uh, yeah, I, your... I, when I graduated, I worked in wine in London for a bit, and then various things happened, and I ended up running my own catering business, working mm. for with film crews, uh-huh. and uh, which was a turned out to be, in a very odd, circuitous way, it turned <laughs> out to be really good training for okay. being a video producer and videographer now. Yeah. Um, 
because when you're the chef on a film set, if anything goes wrong, people always, you know, it means there's a lot of hanging around while that, mm-hmm. well, whatever has gone wrong is being fixed. And so everyone will come and grumble to the chef. <laughs> and so you right. learn exactly how not to make a movie. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the inside track. Yeah. It's kind of like the bartender or the barber, you know, they just they hang exactly out with you that. and pour yeah. their hearts out. And I will, I'm not the only one who felt this way. There, were, there was one of my rivals actually did finally snap and just thought, I'm so sick of hearing this. I could do this job. And you so were... he stopped catering and started producing. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked out. I and it worked I, out fine for him. It's like the best type of film school right there. Well, in a funny way, it is. Um, and, you know, I mean, it was it was fun. It is, like any catering, really brutal and grueling. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, crazy long hours and a lot of fussy people, but a lot of great people, too. So I, I had a good time doing it, but 10 years was really quite enough. Yeah. So, I mean, I was a professional chef for 10 years. Okay. I have worked in the wine business. And so I like to say that, uh, you know, one of the things that means that qualifies me for what I do now is that I like to say I'm fluent in food and wine, which is a sort of necessary linguistic ability in the Napa Valley. Absolutely. That you you have a lot of currency right there. (laughs) (laughs) And and it goes beyond as well, because it's not just food and wine. Um, Something that a lot of folks like here in Napa Valley and everywhere else in the world, whiskey. Indeed, yeah. You know, not to play to stereotypes, but but a man whose roots are in Scotland, I mean, who better to be Mr. Whiskey than well, you? Yeah. I'm glad you recognize that. <laughs> well, I think so. Whiskey without the E. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So single malt scotch, mm-hmm. specifically. But Shall we? Shall we talk about it? Sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I, I could ask you how you got interested, but maybe well, that's an obvious question. I don't know. It's, it may be an obvious question, but the answer isn't entirely obvious. Okay, then please. Um, so I'm patron of the Lonnock Highland and Friendly Society, who stage uh, this huge Highland Games, which is known as Scotland's Friendliest Games. And one it's a great of, title, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I mean, I, you know, it's I, just something that... It, are there other games that are just vicious gr- and brutal? The Grumpy Games. The Grumpy Games. <laughs> okay, you're the friendly guy. No. Okay. Um, I mean, it, it's, I know it sounds like a sort of slogan cooked up by some expensive advertising agency, yeah, yeah. but actually it, it's just the reaction of people to it over mm-hmm. the years. It's just, yeah, that's the friendliest games. Okay. Um, and, and when it, you say over the years, you're talking all the way, almost 200 years. Almost 200 years, yeah. 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 We will be having our 200th anniversary in 2023 which will obviously be quite the event. Going back to your great, great, great grandfather. That's right. Started this. Yeah. Wow. What a lineage. Yeah. It's, it's, no, I'm very proud of it. And yeah. I'm very proud to be part of it. Sure. And, but so one of the things that happens. Yes. Um, and th- that is unique about the games is that, um, because the other games can be quite friendly, too. We just happen to be the friendliest. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's very diplomatic of you. <laughs> but we have a march of Highlanders beforehand, which is about 200 guys in full Highland regalia carrying pikes and lockerbot axes and looking like they would have looked in 1745. Wow. And so it, if you didn't know that we were coming along the road and you came across us, you'd think that, you know, you were in Outlander or something like that. It's, right, it's, right. It's um, pr- it's a pretty spectacular sight. Oh wow! Anyway, so I I lead that, and anyway, the, quite literally, are you at the front of that march? Yeah, I'm in charge of the. I mean, I give the orders, and you know, right, there's a right. pipe band in front of me and a bunch of flags. And, I see. But I, wow, you know, they're under my command. Amazing. And um, uh, and I'm giving all the orders in Gaelic, just. <laughs> Can we hear some of those orders? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Way to, way to tease. Okay. Okay. The, you know, you've got to come and hear it. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. There's the teaser right okay. there. You want to hear him so, speak uh, Gaelic? Then uh, The fourth Saturday in August. Fourth Saturday in August. In Strathdon in Aberdeenshire. Okay. Which, which is 40 miles inland from Aberdeen and three hours drive north of Edinburgh. And You're up there. Any... Every year from here on out, the fourth Saturday in August, I will be there 
giving orders in Gaelic, and you'll see the Highlanders doing their thing. I'm anyway. sold. I'm I'm saving up my miles. I want to see yeah. this. You have to tell us how to get tickets and where to stay and all that stuff. The well, tips for the Lonak dot o r g, Lonak dot org. L o n a r c h. L o n a c h. Oh, Lonak. I'm sorry. Yeah. Got it. Like that. One once again, L o n a c h dot org. You can see what he's talking about. So anyway, uh, in. 1970, yeah. I made my first march, um, and uh, you know, which was amazing and fabulous and, and everything else. But one of the aspects of this march is that we stop. I mean, it's like it's a seven-mile hike, wow. but we stop at various houses along the way for Highland hospitality, <laughs> okay. which I probably don't need to translate. I think I have a good <laughs> idea what that might be, but. But I was 13, and, and I'm not a very big 13-year-old at that. <laughs> and so they were, all their hosts were trying to give me iron brew, which is, uh, in- interestingly, Scotland is the only country in the world where Coca-Cola is not the biggest selling soft drink. Oh. Iron brew is. And it's this sort of day-glow, orange, fizzy soda. Yeah. And... Um, you know, it may be great, but a pint of it when you're just 13 and then seven times Oof. before lunch, it's just, you know, there is just is not room. Right. So one of the hosts very generously gave me a dram and it was just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> At 13. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it was, I don't care how al- alcoholic it is. I don't care how this might ruin my life. It's just small. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what it was? I think it was just a blend. It was probably, probably famous grouse. But, okay, okay. You know, it was a, so th- there was a double attraction. One, one, it's small and I can fit it in, but also, so, wow, this is pretty damn good. Okay. <laughs> At 13, you had a palate for the Scotch Well, I, I recognized the potential. Gotcha. Okay. Very good way to put it. And um, anyway, I, I didn't go completely off the rails on it, uh, but I did discover, you know, it led to deeper discovery of how wonderful it can be. Mm. And uh, so then I spent uh, a fair amount of time in Scotland um, preparing a series of mini documentaries about single malt scotch whiskey which involve visiting a lot of distilleries mm-hmm. and you know i have a very tough job and but somebody has to do this <laughs> right right and um i interviewed a lot lot of whiskey makers and spent time with them tasting both the new make which is the spirit as it comes off the still oh, which is okay. completely clear you can't buy it anywhere it doesn't qualify as whiskey yet but it is the first brand it's what what comes off the still before it gets put into a cast mm. and so we try that we would try the standard expression which is like an 8 10 or 12 year old which is the stuff that you see on the shelves All right. and a deluxe one which is usually a 18 or 21 year old sometimes we got into some barrels and that were even older and that was wow. really spectacular is are there legal definitions like with bourbon here to be called bourbon it has to be at least 51% corn mash and it has to spend at least 2 years in a brand new american oak barrel to be called bourbon whiskey are yeah, there definitions absolutely. for scotch yeah, whiskey as yeah. well yeah i mean the the mm-hmm. equivalent of the ava for, okay. for scotch is that it has to be aged at least 3 years mm-hmm. in scotland okay um in oak casks and we tend to use used oak casks yeah so you just mentioned bourbon mm-hmm. having to use new ones right there's well sc- then there's a supply of used there, ones there's a supply of used ones <laughs> right and and which is kind of interesting i mean one of the things that i love about whiskey is that in this weird way it sort of plays into stereotypes okay so for years we um there, there was a huge amount of uh sherry imported into the into Britain. Yeah. You know, it was a very popular drink. Certainly. And it came in casks. And so the sherry importers were saying, well, what the heck are we going to do with all these barrels lying mm-hmm. around the place? And the Scots said, oh, well, let us take those off your hands. <laughs> and um, so we were getting very fine uh, oak barrels that had this um, sherry flavoring, yeah. which was a magnificent 
thing for aging Scotch whiskey in. And I see those bottlings sometimes. You Indeed. know, it says you know yeah. sherry cask finished. That's right. Uh, uh, whiskey. Yeah. Um, well, as sherry started to be well, first of all, it, the Spaniards decided that they needed to bottle it in Spain in Jerez. Uh, they then, you know, it meant we got less less uh, less see. sherry cask coming. Right. And uh, so we thought, well, why don't we try bourbon since they've got the same problem? Right. And so that's why there is a lot more bourbon casks around now because, mm. uh, and, and by the sort of weird way these things work, in there are some distilleries who their, their flavor profile is very tied up with the sherry aging. Mm -hmm. And they are now having to buy forests in Spain and, Oh, really? release the casks to the sherry makers so that they can get them infused get properly them back. and okay. then get them back. And that's sort of just, just, and it was cheaper for them to do that than trying to buy used casks. Fascinating. Just, yeah. So Fascinating. So yeah, I don't ever think of, uh, and I am by no means an expert in whiskey, the Scotch whiskey. I've enjoyed it for many years. My father was a great admirer of the spirit, so it was around. You know, I think I, at a very basic level, know the difference if someone tells me, um, you know, I've got a, you know, a Highland or a Speyside or an Isla, I, I have an idea of what to expect from it. Mm -hmm. But of all those, I, I never think of them as being very woody, so it makes oh, a no. lot of sense for them to be used. Is anyone Absolutely. using brand new oak for... Well, not really. I mean, you know, people do experiment with it yeah. a bit, but... It does, um, you know, as you say, brand new oak does give you that really heavy yeah. vanilla thing. Bourbon. Which is bourbon. Yeah. And I don't know, to me, it just masks a lot of stuff. The beauty of using, uh, of having a used cask mm -hmm. is that you're getting much more of the sort of subtleties in the wood rather than the heavy hit of vanilla. Right. And uh, that helps create scotch. The other wonderful thing is um, the angel share. Oh, yeah. And that's that's a, a term for evaporation mm -hmm. in, any, um, in, in any age spirit. But you know, so in cognac, for instance, yeah. if they put it in the cask, the angels will take their share. So right. the, the level in the cask will drop quite significantly. Well... The Scots aren't going to stand for any angels stealing their whiskey. <laughs> and the beauty of it is that the angels recognize this. Oh. And so the angels still take their share. Mm -hmm. So the alcohol content in the cask drops. Right. However, the, the, the level in the cask doesn't drop nearly as fast as it does in cognac because the angels are putting something back. Oh. And uh, which is, if, if anyone who's been to Scotland will know, um, the weather is shall we say, unreliable. I see, I see. Um, which is annoying if you're looking for a sunny summer holiday. Yeah, beach vacation. But, right. uh, well, yes, and if you've ever been to some of the beaches on the <laughs> on the West Coast on a fine day, mm -hmm. it's like the Bahamas. They're fantastic white beaches, but mm. they are um, usually wet and windy. Gotcha. But the payoff for that is that it's the perfect climate for aging scotch. Wonderful. Do you ever lead people through that? Have you ever led a Scotch tour? I haven't tour? yet. I mean, I, we've certainly been talking about doing so, but it hasn't happened yet. Put me on your contact list. I have okay. always, you know, from a very early age, maybe not quite 13, <laughs> but, but well, I will tell you, I was, I was in England. You're aging much better yeah, than well, I am. <laughs> it's, the, it's the red wine and a little Scotch. But I do recall being in, a, this has nothing to do with anything, but as a 17-year-old in England with our jazz choir, St. Helena, mm -hmm. being in a pub and uh, in England, we we're doing a whole European tour. And, you know, those who were of age were certainly allowed. And I've talked about this on the show, how, you know, Mr. Bond, the director, had this talk with the parents, you know, where we're going, it's going to be legal. You know, I'm not really going to be policing unless big problems. So you talk to your kids about this. So we're in a pub hanging out and uh, I go up to order a pint. It wasn't quite scotch yet. I wasn't quite there, but a pint in the, in the, I remember the bartender, she looked at me and she says, you 18? And I said, yes. 
I said, right then, and poured me a pint. You know, it was as easy as that. So I have a feeling if I'd asked for a dram, had I been that sophisticated, I, I could have gotten into it then. But maybe in my early 20s is when I started developing an appreciation. But ever since then, I've wanted to do a, a tour and actually see the places, um, experience the, uh, the place mm-hmm. where it's made. Um, we got to take a quick break. I'm looking at the time. Man, this flies by. But I want to talk... There's so much I want to talk to you about, including how folks can benefit from your expertise. Good. And we're going to talk about that right when we come back from this very short break. You're listening to Judd's Napa Valley Show. We'll be right back after these messages. It's always Finkalicious on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Dad's Never Valley Show. Dad's Never Valley Show. Dad's Never Valley Show. You're listening to Dad's Never Valley Show. At 14:40 on your AM dial in Northern California, and streaming live in Santa Cruz at KVON.com. Back to Judd's Napa Valley Show. Thank you very much, Lauren Mole. We are here with our guest, Sir. James Forbes. He is a world-renowned Scotch whiskey expert. Of course, over there, you probably don't call it. Do you call it Scotch whiskey? No, it's just called it whiskey. whiskey. Yeah. It's just whiskey. Why would you drink anything else? Well, we're going to find out from you why or why not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel uh, we've already answered that one. <laughs> somewhat, but I want to talk about how folks can benefit from your expertise. But first of all, I noticed that you, you brought along something. Sure, yeah. Is this something we can uh, give away? Oh, something we can give away? Yeah. yeah. No, there's a bag over there with, I don't even know what the contents are. Well, th- this Oh, one, you, look at you, this. You said to bring something unusual. I, I like to bring, you know, give something out uh, okay. that reflects on our guests. So this is... Okay. Th- this is unusual and nothing to do with my day job. Okay. Um, at my house, we have three walnut trees on the property. And so we're inundated with walnuts. Uh-huh. And I pickle them. Which pickled walnuts, which is something that you never really see here. Um, no, no, it, it's a it's a British thing, and you don't see it very much there either. But the great thing about it is that you you pick them before the shell forms. So I pick them in the end of May, beginning of June. Oh, and uh, there's a long, complicated pickling process, but you end up with this stuff, which is wonderful with cheese or in salads and things like that. So you've just handed me a jar, just, you know, basic, this is a ball jar or one of those, a little yeah. mason jar that you would I mean, you can have in your it. kitchen. And it's not going to. It's full of liquid and it looks like walnuts still in, ooh, it smells great. It smells pickled. <laughs> it's certainly that. And how, you said what, you would slice it perhaps with a yeah. little um, blue Sli- cheese or what would blue you? Blue cheese. Ch- it's really good with a sharp cheddar. Sharp cheddar. Okay. That, that's kind of the go-to thing. But Wonderful. Put it in salads. Whatever. Well, listeners, if somebody would like to try this delicacy of pickled walnuts homemade by our guest, Sir James Forbes, from walnuts uh, harvested from your trees in St. Helena? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Be the first one to tweet. With the hashtag JNVS for Judd's Napa Valley Show. And if you wouldn't mind uh, putting at Judd's Hill, that's our Twitter handle at the winery. That'll make it pop up immediately on my Twitter feed. I will bring this back to our tasting room, conveniently located at the south end of Silverado Trail here in the beautiful Napa Valley. And the first one to tweet will have this uh, jar of pickled walnuts ready for you. Okay, so let's, uh, let's get back to whiskey. Okay. All right. You have Although, a step. Just before we do. Yes. I, I did want to just say, just thank this radio station, ah. uh, you know, because I've got the opportunity to do so. Uh, you were such a lifeline during the fires. Oh, thank you. Because, uh, you know, everybody was saying, oh, get Nix- Nixle alerts. Yeah. Well, great. But we haven't got any cell phone service. And yeah. So that having, was a challenge. Um, good old fashioned AM radio was just brilliant. Well, thank you for saying so. It was, it's hard to say I was glad to be here all night, but uh, that first night and then mm-hmm. when others took over, it was still a challenge because you're right, cell phone service was out. We were, internet was very slow. We were, Will Marcensi, the owner of the station, and I were here from about, well, we, we hit the button to go on the air at two in the morning. We stayed here till 730. 
uh, scrolling on our phones trying to get whatever little bit uh, we could, um, and we depended on callers. Mm-hmm. So it was people yeah. who had landlines. It was people who had batteries in their radio or crank mm-hmm. radio. It was old-fashioned technology. Was, it, it was, was yeah. getting, and people's eyewitness accounts were the, the first several hours of how we were getting information yeah. out. No, so, it was a godsend for a couple of days for us. Okay, good. Yeah, well, so thank I'm you. glad. Thank I'm, you I'm glad we could be of service. Um, thank you for saying so. Okay, but you're tempting me. You actually have some whiskey uh, okay. in front of you right now. We've been, we've been very restrained. We, so far. <laughs> we have been. Okay. Um, so I'm giving it. You talk about however you want to talk about this, the app, all the above. Weave it together. All right, I'm going to weave it together. Okay. The app, which is called the Drama Phone, and that's because a shot of whiskey of scotch whiskey is known as a dram yes so it's a play on dramaphone yeah and um anyway it has tasting notes for sort of house style tasting notes for every distillery in scotland wow um it also has a whole uh whiskey and food pairing section which is one of the things that um i'm going to be talking about on saturday at the napa valley museum where i'm giving this presentation and Why don't you plug that right now, and then we'll continue okay. on. We'll plug it again at the end. All right. So it's from 5.30 on this Saturday, April 7th, yes. at the Nampa Valley Museum in Yontville. And we will be tasting five different whiskeys to show both the terroir, for want of a better word, mm-hmm. of the different whiskey regions of, of Scotland, but also how well whiskey goes with food. And rather magnificently, it goes really well, or even best, with the foods that wine has trouble with. Oh. So there is, I don't see this as any sort of competition <laughs> okay. with the local product. Um, it, <laughs> Thanks it's for a, saying. It's a compliment, too. Uh, you know, they, they work really well together. And there are some things that, so, some foods that it is very hard for wine to handle. And, you know, some, in some cases, there's a sort of, you know, you, it, it sort of works, but it's not a match made in heaven in the way that some some wine and food pairings absolutely are. Yeah. So this this is a great opportunity for folks locally, or if you're visiting the valley this Saturday, celebrating Tartan Day at Napa Valley Museum in Yontville. Uh, starts at 5:30 p.m. and tickets can be had at napavalleymuseum.org. If you're a member. You get a better price. If you buy them ahead of time, you get a better price. So check that out online. Become a member of the museum. Why not? Exactly. It's a great spot. They always have interesting exhibits. But you will be able to taste whiskeys and ask questions of our guest right now, Sir James Forbes, a world-renowned whiskey expert who has developed an app called Dramaphone, available now for, is it for all devices? It's for all devices. The easiest way to find it is to go to my website, Ah. which which is bearshead.com. And then there are links there. Okay, bearshead.com. That's your production company. That's right. Wonderful. And you can find information about your Napa Valley video on and on. There's whiskey. There's whiskey right there. There's whiskey, yes. There's whiskey right here. I I can't unfocus now. Okay. (laughs) I'll I'll pour some. Okay. Lauren, are you a whiskey man? Uh, actually, I'm not, but uh, no whiskey for me because i got to drive. Okay. Luckily, I have uh, arranged for that. Okay. Here's a very small drum. Okay. This, yeah, this is a little taste. Just a little taste. It's just a little taste. Now, okay. One of the things that I want to say about this, yes. and this applies to all, all, all Scotch whiskeys okay. and is a surprise to a lot of people, oh. you want to add water to it. I have heard this. Uh, the saying in the Highlands is never one without the other, which means never drink water on its own and never oh, drink oh. whiskey on its own. <laughs> okay, I like that. But so what you forth. want to do is smell this neat as, as, as is and then add a little bit of water and it'll open it up. Do I smell it in the fashion I would smell wine? Absolutely, Just give it a, yeah, yeah, okay. that's exactly like that. Give it a little. This is not the ideal glass for it. But. No, I understand. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, but I mean, but not, this Saturday at the museum, I'm sure they we, will we've have got the real deal. proper glassware. Yeah, okay. uh, should I know what type of whiskey this is, as uh, far as the region well, it came from, or yeah, you didn't. This is a lowland malt. This okay, is, lowland malt. Yeah, this and is I should Glen, add a little water. Glen Kinchy. Yeah, just a touch, right? Just a tiny bit. Yeah. Okay, just okay, barely. Okay, 
So now we give it another. Slange. Ah, yes. What do we say? Slangeva. Slangeva. Yeah, which means good health. Good health to you. All right. Now, is there a certain way I should be tasting this? Um, well, it's kind of the same as wine. Mmm. That is lovely. That's a very elegant, very, uh, if I were to personify it, kind of feminine. I mean, it's not, it's, 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 it's not this big punchy in the face. Exactly. It's not the big smoky PD. It's a good morning drum. It is. This is just a nice way to start the day. <laughs> My tongue is happy at the moment. All <laughs> I'm right. I'm smiling. Good. This is good. You have started something here. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, I've got a punchier one here. Okay. And this, again, this is the... the, the this is Glen Kinchy, which is Glen a lowland, lowland okay. malt. And the thing about the lowlands is that they tend to be lighter and, as you say, more feminine. Mm -hmm. They're good. I mean, they're delicious. Yeah. And they're, but it's sort of, in wine terms, it's more equivalent to a Sauvignon Blanc, perhaps. I could see know. that. I could see that. Um, you know, imagining other whiskeys that I've had, this is definitely so, so, on the... <laughs> the 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 lighter brighter smoother side yeah end of things yeah really nice I would imagine in the app you have some basic descriptions about when you hear lowland versus highland versus oh yeah we can go into details about about that I mean okay so you know there there is a, a map oh there's a map here too look at that everything. Lauren and what I wanted to so the the, the one of the things about the app is it has a my perfect dram finder oh and that that's a sort of questionnaire so mm -hmm. the first question is where are you well we're not in scotland but civilized ish and um you start the search what time is it is the first <laughs> question okay uh so well before lunch yes and you might say breakfast okay and so the options here are, I haven't been to bed yet, I need a hair of the dog, <laughs> breakfast, Yeah, it's the fourth Saturday in August. Mm, uh, when we know the, what happens the, the, there. There are plugs for the Lonic Games. As there should throughout. be. It's a beautiful morning, or it's drich out, which means it's miserable out. What do you call it? Drich. Drich. It sounds like yeah, it's Yiddish. It's very onomatic. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> it's that, it's yeah. a very onomatic. So it's the Napa Valley. I think we can probably say it's a beautiful morning. Mm, it is. And the suggestion, which I'm sorry I didn't bring, is Linkwood. Um, and so it it shows the the label and it tells you how to pronounce it. Linkwood oh, that's is, good. is pretty easy, but there are some which are really complicated. What's happening? I don't know. Something's beeping, but I'm just going to ignore it until oh, okay. somebody comes running in with a fire extinguisher or a doctor or whatever's okay. going on. Well, we're just fine here. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm okay. I'm talking to somebody very interesting. I'm drinking a little nice dram of scotch. So, um, and then it's got just basic house-style house tasting notes. If you want to go to more, uh, you know, as, as I said, Linkwood was an easy one mm -hmm. to pronounce. Um, this one is rather more complicated. That's the name of the distillery. I can't even read that. Hold on a second. It says, well, take it over there. Okay. And then I've got the iPad read now. Read out how you would say the, the oh, very don't, top line. Don't put, oh, man. Okay. If I were the very top line, if I were to read this knowing absolutely mm -hmm. nothing, and I'm on the radio and someone says, read this quick, you know, yeah. everyone depends on this, I would say, Abhain Dirg. Yeah. Most but, people would. But then right underneath it, is you it have the phonetic, yeah. which is Avangeric. Perfect. Which looks nothing. I know. <laughs> okay. But that's good. That, that's wonderful. So people don't, you know, if you walk into a place uh, that's a scotch, excuse me, a whiskey bar that has a huge uh -huh. selection, you can really sound like you know what you're talking about. Exactly. And you will know what you're talking about. Yeah, you will, so indeed. That's yeah. great. Okay. And, you know, it, it's we, we do that for all of them. I mean, obviously, Avangeric is an extreme example. Uh -huh. But, you know, it, it's Glenfiddich, not Fiddich. Right. Glenmorangie, not Glenmorangie. Right. And so yeah. I'm trying to think. Somebody gave me, many years ago, a bottle. I could not pronounce it. And they said, no, it's it's... And it doesn't make sense because I don't have it written out in front of it, but it was very different. It was like Bunahaven. Oh, yeah, Bunahaven. But it didn't really look like that on the yeah. label to my eye. And no, no, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it, it yeah. certainly, it's seeing 
seeing any name that long with that many consonants in it is intimidating <laughs> enough, particularly if you've got a got quite a thirst built up. Yeah, well, that's great. Okay, so we've had our breakfast scotch, and we learned a little something about it, um, and we can through your app, Dramaphone, available now where all devices or apps are available. Three ninety nine, I believe. That's right. Wow. Price, price of a cup of coffee. Seriously, yeah. Get a latte or get your lifetime accumulation of scotch knowledge for four bucks. I mean, that sounds pretty good. Exactly, yeah. You know. um, I had a chance to meet with the director of the Napa Valley Museum, Laura Rafferty, mm-hmm. not too long ago. And she was singing your praises. And this app, she's become quite the whiskey drinker. She says she doesn't walk into a, a bar or restaurant without having that app open because she quite loves right the too. adventure of the, of the whiskey <laughs> discovery. Okay, well, do we have another one to try? Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, do, do we, th- this is a complete contrast. I mean, you don't have to chug that. You just did. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're still from here. <laughs> so, I'm rolling it around. It's delicious. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? Maybe I'll put this in my coffee. I'm kind of done with the coffee. Okay. There's not another, not an extra glass here. So, um, well, okay. Here. Okay. Here is an extra glass. Oh, okay. All right. This is a Highland mold. Okay. So we went from Lowland to Highland. Yeah. Uh, and this is this is called tomatin, and it's uh, yeah, it's a much beefier, meatier thing. A very a, different, a, a later aromatic. Sort of, yeah, and that, that's the thing. One, Did you one, add water already? No, I haven't. Okay, no. so that that's neat. You've got some water there. I've got some I, water. I'm still savoring the Glen Kenchi. Okay, actually, I'm going to taste it neat because I'm curious. Oh, okay, Here we sure. go. No, you can. I mean, I'm not saying it's not good neat but it masks no, a lot it's quite nice when, when you add the water it, it opens it up and it, it means that you can water. appreciate more of the subtleties of it my goodness just the aromatics mm-hmm. have become so much more uh i don't know to my to my nose a uh, kind of caramely and yeah sweet notes absolutely uh, let's nothing more exciting than listening to somebody taste something. <laughs> Sorry about that. But yeah, absolutely. This now has really opened up, and I'm, I'm getting those caramely sweet notes, um, a little bit of spice, or um, perhaps even the maltiness uh, coming through. That's, yeah. that's wonderful. So I don't know whether you can imagine doing this, but mm-hmm. drinking that with a hot curry Ooh, yeah. is fantastic. And if you and this you know goes back to the why the whiskey and food pairing thing, yeah that curry is notoriously hard yeah. to, to pair with with wine and German wines you know a good Spätlaser sort of works but it's doing it as a fire extinguisher type thing got it and you know a Riesling is a very delicate grape so you're losing a lot I mean it's it's helping the whiskey kind of I mean it's hel- helping the curry kind of but it's not really doing it. The curry is not doing anything for the wine. If you have the same steaming hot vindaloo with a good Highland malt such as Tomatin, yeah. it's, it's a meeting of minds. And That's they both are glorifying each other. And it's a wonderful marriage. I'm going to save the rest of my dram and on my way uh, back to work, maybe pick up a curry from one of our local uh, yeah. spots and then try that, that out. That sounds great. I've got to ask you this before we run out of time. Sir James Forbes, world-renowned whiskey expert and patron of the Lanark Games. Uh, do you go nuts for donuts? <laughs> I'm very happy with a donut, yeah. Well, today's your lucky day. I have a selection here. I'm going to hand you this pink box, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, okay. We only have about a minute or so to do this. Select one of the array there. What are you going for? The crumb. Okay, so... In your app, I don't know if you have specifically donut pairing, but I know you have food pairing. <laughs> if you you can take a bite or not, up to you. What what do you think this crumb donut from our own beloved uh, buttercream bakery here in Napa? What do you see working with that? What dram would you have with that crumb donut? He's he's got a mouthful. He's chewing it. He's he's deep in thought at the moment. He's mm. n- nodding. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well. It could be good, just as a sort of contrast thing, with Ardbeg, which is an Isla malt. 
Oh, Isla, so that's a little so smokier. It's, it's smoky. Yeah. Ardbeg is really interesting, I think, because it's made by the same people who make Glenmorangie. And it's a beautiful distillery right on the waterfront. Um, it is very smoky, mm-hmm. but it's got so much else going on as well. Okay. Ard- Ardbeg. Uh, so there you go. But now it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. This is Mad Lib. That's right, Sir James Forbes. Uh, it's time to play a little word game. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Uh, you know about this game. All right. I need an adjective from you. Um, idiotic. <laughs> oh, no. I hope you're not. <laughs> That's not <laughs> a commentary on anything. Okay, okay, good. How about a plural noun? Um, scuba gear. <laughs> Scuba gear. I need to get back out there and under the waves one of these days. An adjective. Friendly. Okay. That's how I've found you today. How about a verb ending in I-N-G? Mm, infuriating. <laughs> infuriating. Another verb ending in I-N-G. Smelling. Smelling. Another verb ending in I-N-G. Grueling. Grueling. An adjective? Bizarre. Oh, bizarre. That's a good one. Bizarre. Another adjective? Confident. Ooh, that was said with confidence, too. That was just right off. I'm full Uh, of donuts. There you go. That'll (laughs) do it. Sugar high. And now three in a row, I need nouns. In this case, things. Three in a row. All right. Fermentation tanks. Fermentation tanks. Okay. Speedboats. (laughs) Speedboats. And... Uh, let's bring it back to whiskey. Stills. Stills. Okay, you're done. You can relax now. What I did earlier today, I was you know, trying to find out a little bit about you. And um, these Lanark games, which more information can be found at lanark.org, fourth Saturday in August every year. Tons of fun, I'm sure. I can't wait to go myself. But uh, there was a little bit of a write-up on visitscotland.com, and you've just rewritten the paragraph they have about your games. Here we go. Colorful flags proudly flied uh, at this event with a tradition dating back to the early 19th century. Okay. So so good. The gathering commences in idiotic style (laughs) with the march of the Lanark scuba gear (laughs) garbed in friendly dress. I like that. Friendly dress. You said it's the friendly games. Yeah. From head to toe, followed by performers from the Lanark Society, a school of... Of Highland infuriating. <laughs> and that begins at noon. Trophies are waiting to be won in both open and society categories, with numerous prizes for Highland smelling, <laughs> grueling, as well as bizarre and confident events and field races. That was, I like that. Bizarre and confident. Yeah. Don your finest fermentation tanks and uh, speedboats for the chance to win best dressed stills. Sir James Forbes. It has been a pleasure well, to have you. you here. The app, if you want to uh, learn all about whiskey, is Dramaphone. Find it at the uh, App Store or Google or whatever, however or, you get your devices. Bearshead.com. And the website, I'm getting there. I wasn't oh, going to leave you hanging. Don't worry. Right. Bearshead.com has a link to that, the games, your video productions, your Napa Valley video. It has been a real pleasure having you here today. Thanks for coming and talking to us. All right. Well, thanks for having me. I've sure learned a thing or two. This is Lauren Mull speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gil Amar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.